You're listening to the Holy Bible One Year Challenge with master storyteller Michael Wood, featuring the easy-to-read version and used by permission from Bible Week International. Enjoy the show! Hello, everyone. Welcome to Day 293. The following chapter summaries are from Shmoop.com. In Jeremiah chapter 43, Jeremiah finishes prophesying to the people. Then Johanan and Azariah accuse them of lying. They don't believe God really advised them to stay. They claim that Baruch is encouraging Jeremiah to get them to stay, so they'll be handed over to the Babylonians. So, Johanan takes most of the people who remained in Judah, including Jeremiah and Baruch, and heads for Egypt. They disobey God and arrive at Taphanes in Egypt. God tells Jeremiah to take some large stones and bury them at the entrance to the Pharaoh's palace. He tells Jeremiah to announce to everyone that Nebuchadnezzar will ravage Egypt and build a throne above the stones. He'll also send people to their destined punishments of war, famine, or disease. Nebuchadnezzar will burn the temples of the Egyptian gods and take them, probably meaning their idols, captive. And in chapter 44, God continues to reprimand the Judeans who fled to Egypt. He tells them that they've seen what happened to Judah for being disobedient and failing to listen to the prophets. He asks them why they're abandoning their homeland, leaving Judah without a remnant of its people. And now they're worshiping Egypt's gods and refusing to learn any lessons from how their ancestors and contemporary Hebrews were punished. No one seems to get it. It gets worse. The people who've been worshiping the Egyptian gods say that the disasters that have befallen them are because they've stopped worshiping a great goddess, the queen of heaven. Jeremiah tells them that the opposite is true. God punished Judah for worshiping other gods in the first place. This is the problem, not the solution. Jeremiah relays another message from God. He says, fine, go ahead and keep worshiping the queen of heaven. But God swears on his own great name that none of the Judeans left in Egypt will ever remember God's name or call on him. God will make sure that a terrible fate befalls them. They'll all die by war and famine. And he'll have Pharaoh Hophra get captured by the Babylonians just as he'd allowed them to capture King Zedekiah. So there. And in chapter 45, in this really short chapter, God contacts Jeremiah with a promise for Baruch made during Jehoiakim's reign. He's heard Baruch complaining about the sorrow and suffering he's been forced to endure while he's been copying and recopying the scroll of Jeremiah's prophecies. God says it's not necessarily going to get much better, so he shouldn't expect much. But he promises Baruch that he'll survive wherever he goes. And in the New Testament, we're continuing in the book of 1 Timothy. And in chapter 5, Paul gives out some more guidelines for Christians. He tells them to respect their elders. Seriously, Paul wants everyone to treat older men and women with kindness. And widows? It would be good to them too, if they're really widows. So you see, a real widow is someone who has no husband, kids, grandkids, or family to take care of her. Since she has no one else, it's up to the community to care for her. If she meets a couple of criteria, 
She has to be over 60 years old and married only once. And people have to come forward and say what an awesome lady she is. Oh, and she needs to devote herself to God and pray day and night. If a widow has a family, though, they should be the ones to help her. Otherwise, they're just a bunch of unfaithful jerks. Any widow under 60? Well, she can just fend for herself. Why? These young widows have sensual desires, which Jesus does not approve of at all. They're also lazy gossips and busybodies. Okay, then. Paul thinks these ladies should just go get married and have some kids. That'll teach them. In any case, the community doesn't have to help them out. Sorry, ladies. Okay, what about elders? These guys are leaders in the church as well. And Paul thinks they should be well-respected and well-paid. He also lets everyone know that anyone who accuses an elder of a crime better have two or three witnesses to back it up. Note to elders, only break laws in front of one person at a time. It's the perfect crime. Paul wraps up all this by telling Timothy to follow all this to the letter. Don't bend the rules just because you like or don't like someone. He also lets Timothy know that it's cool to drink a little wine every now and then, as long as it's uh, <clears throat> medicinal. If you enjoy the show, visit me at patreon.com forward slash storymaster. You'll find the link in the description box below. By contributing as little as $1 per month, you will enable me to continue this ministry. And you'll get cool rewards too. Together, we're going to get through the Bible in one year. Let's get started. Jeremiah 43 So Jeremiah finished telling the people the message from the Lord their God. He told them everything that the Lord their God had sent him to tell them. Azariah, son of Hoshiah, Johanan, son of Kariah, and some other men were proud and stubborn. They became angry with Jeremiah. They said to him, Jeremiah, you are lying. The Lord our God didn't send you to say to us, you must not go to Egypt to live there. Jeremiah, we think that Baruch, son of Neria, is encouraging you to be against us. He wants you to give us to the Babylonians. He wants you to do this so that they could kill us. Or he wants you to do this so they can make us captives and take us to Babylon. So, Johanan, the army officers, and all the people disobeyed the Lord's command. The Lord had commanded them to stay in Judah. But Johanan, son of Cariah, and the army officers took the survivors from Judah to Egypt. In the past, the enemy had taken the survivors to other countries, but they had come back to Judah. They took the men, women, and children and led them to Egypt. Among those people were the king's daughters. Nebuzaradan had put Gedaliah in charge of those people. Nebuzaradan was the commander of the king of Babylon's special guards. Johanan also took Jeremiah the prophet and Baruch son of Neriah. These people didn't listen to the Lord, so they all went to Egypt to the town of Tapanis. In the town of Tapanis, Jeremiah received the message from the Lord. Jeremiah, get some large stones. Take them and bury them in the clay and brick pavement in front of Pharaoh's official building in Tapanese. Do this while the people of Judah are watching you. Then say to those who are watching you, 
This is what the Lord, all-powerful, the God of Israel says. I will send for King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon to come here. He is my servant, and I will set his throne over these stones I have buried here. He will set up his royal tent over these stones. He will come here and attack Egypt. He will bring death to those who must die. He will make prisoners of those who must be prisoners. And he will bring war to those who must be killed with sword. Nebuchadnezzar will start a fire in the temple of the false gods of Egypt. He will burn the temples and he will take the idols away. Shepherds pick the bugs and thorns off their clothes to make them clean. In the same way, Nebuchadnezzar will pick Egypt clean. Then he will safely leave Egypt. He will destroy the sacred stones that are in the temple of the sun god in Egypt. And he will burn down the temples of the false gods of Egypt. Jeremiah 44 The Lord warns the people of Judah. Jeremiah received a message from the Lord. For all the people of Judah living in the Egyptian towns of Migdal, Tophanes, and Memphis, and in southern Egypt. This was the message. This is what the Lord, all-powerful, the God of Israel says. You people saw the disasters that I brought on the city of Jerusalem and on the towns of Judah. The towns are empty piles of stones today. They were destroyed because the people living in them did evil. They gave sacrifices to other gods, and that made me angry. Your people and your ancestors did not worship those gods in the past. I sent my servants, the prophets, to those people again and again. They spoke my message and said to the people, Don't do this disgusting thing I hate. But they didn't listen to the prophets or pay attention to them. They didn't stop doing wicked things. They didn't stop making sacrifices to other gods. So I showed my anger against them. I punished the towns of Judah and the streets of Jerusalem. My anger made Jerusalem and the towns of Judah the empty piles of stone they are today. So this is what the Lord God, all-powerful, the God of Israel says. Why are you hurting yourselves by continuing to worship idols? You are separating the men and women, the children and babies from the people of Judah. And so you will leave yourselves without anyone left from Judah. Why do you people want to make me angry by making idols? Now you are living in Egypt and you are making me angry by offering sacrifices to the false gods of Egypt. You will destroy yourselves and it will be your own fault. The people of all the other nations on the earth will say bad things about you and make fun of you. Have you forgotten about the wicked things your ancestors did? And have you forgotten about the wicked things the kings and queens of Judah did? Have you forgotten about the wicked things you and your wives did in Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem? Even to this day, the people of Judah have not made themselves humble. They have not shown any respect for me, and they have not followed my teachings. They have not obeyed the laws I gave you and your ancestors. So this is what the Lord All-Powerful, the God of Israel, says. 
I have decided to make terrible things happen to you. I will destroy all the people of Judah. There were a few survivors from Judah who came here to Egypt, but I will destroy them. They will be killed with swords or starved to death. The people of other nations will point at them and wish evil for them. People will be shocked and frightened by what has happened to them. The name Judah will become a curse word and an insult. I will punish those who have gone to live in Egypt. I will use war, famine, and disease to punish them. I will punish them just as I punished the city of Jerusalem. Not one of the few survivors of Judah who have gone to live in Egypt will escape my punishment. None of them will survive to return to Judah. They want to go back to Judah and live there, but not one of them will return to Judah except a few people who escaped. There were many people from Judah living in southern Egypt. Many of the women from Judah were meeting together in a large group and making sacrifices to other gods, and their husbands knew what they were doing. Those men said to Jeremiah, We will not listen to the message from the Lord that you spoke to us. We promise to make sacrifices to the Queen of Heaven, and we will do everything we promised. We will offer sacrifices and pour out drink offerings in worship to her. We did that in the past. Our ancestors, our kings, and our officials did that in the past. All of us did those things in the towns of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem when we worshiped the Queen of Heaven. We had plenty of food. We were successful and nothing bad happened to us. But then we stopped making sacrifices to the Queen of Heaven and we stopped pouring out drink offerings to her. And we have had problems ever since we stopped worshiping her. Our people have been killed by war and hunger. Then the women spoke up and said to Jeremiah, Our husbands knew what we were doing. We had their permission to make sacrifices to the Queen of Heaven. We had their permission to pour out drink offerings to her. Our husbands also knew that we were making cakes that looked like her. Then Jeremiah spoke to all the men and women who told him these things. The Lord remembered that you made sacrifices in the towns of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem. You and your ancestors, your kings, your officials, and the people of the land did that. He remembered what you had done, and he thought about it. The Lord hated the disgusting things you did, and he could not be patient with you any longer. So he made your country an empty desert. No one lives there now. Other people say bad things about that country. The reason all those bad things happened to you is that you made sacrifices to other gods. You sinned against the Lord. You didn't obey him or follow his teachings or the laws he gave you. You didn't keep your part of the agreement. Then Jeremiah spoke to all the men and women. All you people of Judah who are now in Egypt, Listen to this message from the Lord. This is what the Lord All-Powerful, the God of Israel, says. You women did what you said you would do. You said, We will keep the promises we made. We promise to make sacrifices and pour out drink offerings to the Queen of Heaven. So go ahead. Do what you promised you would do. Keep your promises. 
But listen to this message from the Lord. All you people of Judah who are living in Egypt. I, the Lord, use my own great name to make this promise. None of the people of Judah who are now living in Egypt will ever again use my name to make promises. They will never again say, As surely as the Lord God lives. I am watching over the people of Judah, but I am not watching over them to take care of them. I am watching over them to bring them harm. The people of Judah who live in Egypt will starve to death or be killed in war until they are completely destroyed. Only a few people of Judah will escape being killed by the sword and will return to Judah from Egypt. Then the survivors of Judah who came to live in Egypt will know whose word proves to be true. They will know whether my word or their word came true. I will give you proof, says the Lord, that I will punish you here in Egypt. Then you will know for sure that my promises to harm you will really happen. This will be your proof that I will do what I say. This is what the Lord says. Pharaoh Hophra is the king of Egypt. His enemies want to kill him. And I will give Pharaoh Hophra to them, just as I gave Zedekiah, king of Judah, to his enemy Nebuchadnezzar. In the same way, I will give Pharaoh Hophra to his enemies. Jeremiah chapter 45, a message to Baruch. In the fourth year that Jehoiakim, son of Josiah, was king of Judah, Jeremiah the prophet spoke to Baruch, son of Neriah. Baruch wrote down on a scroll everything Jeremiah said. Baruch, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says to you. You have been complaining about how bad things are for you. You say that I, the Lord, have given you pain and sorrow. You say you are worn out from your suffering and can't get any rest. Baruch, this is what the Lord told me to say to you. Everywhere in Judah, I will tear down everything I have built, and I will pull up all that I have planted. I will cause everyone to suffer terrible things. So if you are making any great plans for yourself, Baruch, forget about them. You will be running for your life. But I promise that wherever you go, I will protect you from death, says the Lord. First Timothy chapter 5 to chapter 6 verse 2. Don't speak angrily to an older man, but talk to him as if he were your father. Treat the younger men like brothers, treat the older women like mothers and treat the younger women with respect, like sisters. Taking care of widows. Take care of widows who really need help. But if a widow has children or grandchildren, the first thing they need to learn is to show special respect for their own family. They need to repay their parents and grandparents for all they have done. This is something that pleases God. A widow who really needs help is one who has been left all alone. She trusts God to take care of her. She prays all the time, night and day, and asks God for help. But the widow who uses her life to please herself is really dead 
while she is still living. Tell the believers there to take care of their family so that no one could say they are doing wrong. Everyone should take care of all their own people. Most importantly, they should take care of their own family. If they do not do that, then they have rejected what we believe. They are worse than someone who does not even believe in God. To be added to your list of widows, a woman must be 60 years old or older. She must have been faithful to her husband. She must be known for the good she has done, raising children, welcoming travelers into her home, serving the needs of God's people, helping those in trouble, and using her life to do all kinds of good. But don't put younger widows on that list when their strong physical needs pull them away from their commitment to Christ. They will want to marry again. Then they will be guilty of not doing what they first promised to do. Also, these younger widows begin to waste their time going from house to house. They also begin to gossip and try to run other people's lives. They say things they should not say. So I want the younger widows to marry, have children, and take care of their homes. If they do this, our enemy will not have any reason to criticize us. But some of the younger widows have already turned away to follow Satan. If any woman who is a believer has widows in her family, she should take care of them herself. Then the church will not have that burden and will be able to take care of the widows who have no one else to help them. More about elders and other matters. The elders who lead the church in a good way should receive double honor, in particular those who do the work of speaking and teaching. As the scriptures say, when a work animal is being used to separate grain, don't keep it from eating the grain. And the scriptures also say, a worker should be given his pay. And don't listen to someone who accuses an elder. You should listen to them only if there are two or three who can say what the elder did wrong. Tell the elders who sin that they are wrong. Do this in front of the whole church as a warning to the others. Before God and Christ Jesus and the chosen angels, I tell you to make these judgments without any prejudice. Treat every person the same. Think carefully before you lay your hands on anyone to make him an elder. You don't want to have any part in another person's sin. Keep yourself free from any wrong. Timothy, stop drinking only water and drink a little wine. This will help your stomach and you will not be sick so often. The sins of some people are easy to see. Their sins show that they will be judged. But the sins of some others are seen only later. It is the same with the good things people do. Some are easy to see, but even if they are not obvious now, none of them will stay hidden forever. Special Instructions for Slaves All those who are slaves should show full respect to their masters. Then God's name and our teaching will not be criticized. Some slaves have masters who are believers, so they are brothers. Does this mean they should show their masters any less respect? No, they should serve them even better because they are helping believers, people they should love. These are the things you must teach and tell everyone to do.
Psalm 119, verses 65 to 72. This section is called Teth, T-E-T-H. Lord, you did good things for me, your servant. You did what you promised to do. Give me good sense and understanding. I trust your commands. Before I suffered, I did many wrong things. But now, I carefully obey everything you say. You are good, and you do good things. Teach me your laws. People full of pride made up lies about me, but I kept obeying your instructions with all my heart. Those people are so stupid that they care for nothing. But I enjoy studying your teachings. Suffering was good for me. I learned your laws. Your teachings are worth more to me than a thousand pieces of silver and gold. Thank you, everyone. That was day 293. Join us for day 294. We're continuing in the book of Jeremiah. And in chapter 46, we hear a prophecy against Egypt in the form of a poem. I have a little confession to make. When I was a young man at 19 years old, I thought maybe the Egyptian gods were still real and that we're all in trouble because we're not worshiping them. This chapter persuaded me otherwise. We will finish the book of 1 Timothy. We'll hear about rules of slavery and a warning to those who are super wealthy right now that they need to keep their focus on God because he's the one with real riches. We hope you enjoyed today's verses. Be sure to leave us a positive review and to share this podcast with your friends and family. Please join us for the next episode as we experience the Bible in one year. Did you know we offer online courses in creative writing, literature, and web design? Visit us at storymaster.online to learn more.